Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend, Charlie, and she is going to talk to us about being a state title holder and her experience at Miss America's Teen. So Charlie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Charlie. Um, I'm from LaGrange, Georgia, so I am Miss Georgia's teen, and I I enjoy singing. Uh, my sister and I are country music duo, and we auditioned for season 22 of American Idol. Um, and I've been supporting the March of Dimes, which is my community service initiative for my entire life, so we'll talk about that more later, of course, but I'm a senior in high school at Springwood School, and I will be attending the University of Alabama in the fall, majoring in communications. I want to be a sports broadcast journalist, so super excited for that. I'll also be in their honors college, so just ready to go full force into that. I love it. I love it. So talk about how you got started in pageantry. So I did not necessarily grow up in pageantry. I actually was super tomboy growing up. <laughs> it was the last thing on my mind was the glitz and glam, of course. But uh, my sister, when I was 11, she was Miss LaGrange's teen. And so she competed for one year. And so she needed a princess to go with her to Miss Georgia. And I, of course, had to be a princess because <laughs> I was her sister. And I wasn't necessarily looking forward to the pageant part of it, but I loved my sister, so I was going to do it anyway, and I ended up loving it because I just, throughout the whole year, I got to see all the service that she did, all of the singing opportunities, every everything involved. I watched her walk away with so many friendships, and I just, it wasn't what I expected, and it was so amazing, and so I knew that, that it was something that I would want to be involved in later. So when I was 13, my mom was like, okay, your turn to um, do Miss LaGrange. Is Miss LaGrange's teen. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I was a little apprehensive because there was just so much that I didn't know about it. But I took the chance and I knew that I loved to sing. I knew I loved the March of Dimes. Uh, but I didn't know that I would walk away with so many sisters. I would walk away with interview skills to last a lifetime. I would have never known that I wanted to go into communications and broadcast journalism if it weren't for Miss America. I would have never started a podcast of my own. I would have never started a ministry and all of these incredible things that have come from the Miss America opportunity, I would have never done if I had not just gotten started, even though I was a little bit scared. So I'm 18 now, been competing for five years. I love it. I love it. You talked about how you auditioned for American Idol. So talk about your talent. You know, we just saw you absolutely crush it on the Miss America's Teen stage. So talk about, you know, um, how long you've been singing and then also what goes into choosing a selection for both a state and a national pageant. Yeah, so... My selection was a Broadway vocal. It was In My Dreams from Anastasia. So I grew up in theater, although my sister and I sing country music. I've also been doing theater for my whole life. So I knew that I wanted to do musical theater on the state stage, but also the national stage. So my song was the same at state and nationals just because I absolutely love it. It's In My Dreams from Anastasia. And I've always been obsessed with the musical Anastasia. I remember, I'm, always, I'm a little history geek, so I remember I was like in the third grade on New Year's Eve making a poster board just for myself about the Duchess Anastasia and her family and the mystery behind everything. <laughs> what if their kid is making a poster on New Year's Eve instead of, you know, having fun? But it was fun to me. Anyways, um, but I picked the song because not only is it beautiful, but it means something to me. So when picking a talent, you have to find something that is going to mean something to you so that it will mean something to the people that you're performing it for. Because 
when we perform, we perform to make other people feel things. Um, because I mean, that's, that's the whole point why God gave us these gifts is to be able to connect with other people. And so the message of, in my dreams, she talks about in the beginning about how she was found on the side of the road. Um, all, all she had was a hat. She didn't know her name and all these scary things from her past. But then she talks about, I have hope. I have these dreams that I do have a family, that I do have a future, that there is a light at the end of the hall. And so I, I really connected with that because that's my whole message of my ministry, Be a Light, is to bring a light into the darkness that there is in this world because all of us have been made on purpose and with a purpose. And so it doesn't matter what you've been through, even though you think you may not, you may should not have hope because of what you've been through, you still can have hope and you still can have that faith that at the end of the day, there is light and there is good no matter what's been um, happened in your life. I love that. I love that. So you talked about your talent, but talk about your favorite phase of competition and then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite. Interview is definitely my favorite. It used to be talent, but that's just because I was uncomfortable with interview. Um, interview is it's really that connection time with the judges. It's when you can show them who you are so that when they see you on stage, they remember you for your personality, for the things that you shared with them. And so uh, my favorite thing about life in general is uh, building relationships with other people. I think if we want to change the world, we do that one person at a time. And so that even even if it doesn't end up with a crown or any kind of award, I know that I've made a connection with someone. And that's something that's super important to me. Um, and so I just, I've grown to love speaking through it all. It's also forced me to get to know myself because you can't know who, you can't show the judges who you are if you don't know who you are. And so it's definitely been the most rewarding. Therefore, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. And another big part of interview is talking about your CSI. And you mentioned that it was the March of Dimes. So talk about, you know, what you've been doing as far as work with the March of Dimes, why you chose that as your initiative and what your plans are for the future. The March of Dimes, I've been involved with it for my entire life. My mom's a woman's health care nurse. So it's always been something my family and I have done. I, I I mean, there's pictures of me in, as a baby in strollers that March for Babies walks. And so, uh, but when I met a baby named Walker, he was born at 25 weeks, weighing one pound, three ounces, so small he could fit in the palm of your hand. That's when I realized that the gravity of the March of Dimes, the magnitude of their mission. And I knew that I had to take a step forward in supporting the March of Dimes on a larger on a larger level uh, because that is the reality for one in 10 babies that are born prematurely. Um, and so it, it just means so much to me to be able to help create a future where one day we do have healthy moms and strong babies for every single family because every family deserves that miracle of bringing a new life into the world. And every mother deserves to get to experience that with her child. I mean, we have the highest maternal mortality rate in the developed world and that's, that's not okay. Um, and so because of that, I've started a nationally recognized social media campaign called March of Dimes Mondays, tennis tournament fundraisers, salsa fundraisers, uh, partnered with Dairy Queen this year on fundraisers as well. Um, and I've been a March for Babies team captain for five years. So it's just, it's super important to me to be able to uh, fight for a future with healthy moms and strong babies uh, on a larger level than I used to. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're clearly so passionate about it. That's, that's <laughs> doing great work. Um, but talk about your favorite point of the Miss America crown. You know, which of the four points is your favorite? Service is definitely my favorite because I, I think our lights shine brighter when we shine it on other people. And so service has always meant a lot to me because when I make, 
for example, when you're in the in the middle of a competition, everything can be super stressful. And I notice that when I focus on myself, that's when I start to spiral and I don't perform my best because I'm overcompensating because I think that I have to do all these things. But at the end of the day, it's not about myself. It's about it's about service. It's about serving the people that have poured into me by doing my best. Service to the other girls by being encouraging. Service to the March of Dimes and my ministry, Be a Light, by promoting that on the, the national level or the state level, wherever I'm at. Um, and so it's when I make it not about myself, that's when it truly means something more no matter what happens. And it makes my intentions pure. It makes the things that I do on stage and off stage genuine. And so service is just something that we can take into every aspect of life. If we want to be good leaders, we have to be good servants too. I love that. And you said you competed for multiple years. So talk about why you think that this year the judges selected you to represent the state. I think as a person, I matured a lot more just in another year. But also, I I just hope that they were able to see the authenticity and, like I said, the service, the fact that it's not necessarily about myself at all throughout this year. Um, I hope that they were able to see that when I go to events, I, I'm not just there to take pictures. I'm not just there to, I mean, look the part. I'm there to actually make connections with people and to uh, make an impact in people's lives. So I hope that they saw the light that I know God has given me. And I hope that they saw that I want to help other people shine their lights as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And, you know, you competed for multiple years, so you were a local title holder for, for multiple years. So talk about, you know, what was the most shocking thing about the shift from being a local title holder to now being a state title holder? So even being a local title holder, it was always my goal to already be living the job of Miss Georgia's team because I, I didn't want to just get the title and then have to change everything. And y you know what I mean? I just, I wanted to already have that lifestyle. Um, and so that I would just be continuing to be Charlie, but on, on the state level. Uh, and so it wasn't a huge shift and shift in that sense, but it was a shift in the amount of eyes that are on you. Because when you are a state title holder, you have your entire state looking at you. You have other states looking at you because you're going to go to Miss America and all these incredible things. And it's, it's a good thing that all these eyes are on you because they pour out all this love and all this support. And it, I really realized the magnitude of that at Miss America, just the amount of girls and lovers of the organization that just poured into me and it really meant so much. But another part of it is there are a lot of opinions that are thrown at you too. And so you have to, I had to, I had to learn to stand firm in my identity even more uh, than I did as a local title holder, because I have to know who Charlie is, what Charlie believes, and you're, you're always going to get opinions. And so you get to choose which one lines up with you and which one doesn't, because there's something to be gained from every criticism. Definitely. Talk about what your prep looked like for Miss America's team. You know, what, what were you focusing on? So I, throughout my five years, I've done so, so many mock interviews. So I continued to do those mock interviews. But a lot of my interview prep consisted of thinking more contextually about things so that it didn't matter what what kind of things that they asked me. I knew how to answer it because I I can think kind of more outside the box. Um, so that's what we started to work on. I worked a lot with Bill Iverson, and he helped me do a lot of that thinking just by giving me all these homework and honestly a lot of TV shows to watch that I would have never watched, but it helped me make all these connections with different things that were really surprising. Um, and so that was a huge part of prep, but also voice lessons, of course, and then really just getting my mind centered because it is a, a long week and it can be very stressful. And so you, I, for me, I had to make sure that my relationship with God 
was um, still secure and I was still connected to him and everything because if, I know that if I'm not connected to him, then I, I am going to fall because, I mean, for me, it's not my own strength. It's his strength working through me. And so I just had to make sure that I was in that right mindset as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just came off of that week that you prepped for. So what was the most shocking thing? It could literally be like the food you ate or the schedule, but what was the most shocking thing about Miss America's teen week? Oh gosh, there was, there was so many incredible things that happened that I guess could be shocking, but the most shocking was making top 10, uh, because there were so many, and 51 incredible women on this stage. I mean, to be in the top 10 is so special to me. And so hearing my name called was super exciting. But the way that the MC did it, he said, um, he said, I had to go backstage and get a snack. I needed my favorite fruit. And so the girls around me are looking at me. They're like, it's you, it's you. They're going to say peach. And I didn't want to get my hopes up, you know, because I'm sitting there. I'm like, if they don't call peach and I'm already reacting, that's going to look bad. And I don't want to get upset. And then he said, does anyone like peaches? And I was like, ah, so <laughs> that was definitely the most shocking and just a moment that I'll remember forever. And um, it's truly an honor just to stand amongst so many incredible women and form relationships with them that I know are going to last forever. I love that. And then so on the flip side, what was your favorite part of this America week? Oh, my favorite part. Well, Universal was really fun um, because we got to go to the class <laughs> and just kind of uh, just have a fun day because it was the Miss Prelim night. So we had already done our prelim. We were we were chilling. And so we got to go to Universal and um, Miss Hawaii's teen and Massachusetts teen. We all love Harry Potter. So we loved Harry Potter World. We got to ride like Hagrid's ride and then the Forbidden Journey in Hogwarts. And we got wands and it was so much fun. Um, so but ultimately just moments like those with the other girls, because when are, when am I ever going to meet those girls on a daily basis? Probably not, but Miss America brought us together. And so it was super special, just all the relationships that we got to make. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Our final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a girl competing at Miss America's teen next year, what would it be? Stand firm in who you are, because like I said, there are so many incredible women there and it's super easy to compare. It's super easy to look at the girl next to you and say, oh, well, the judges will probably pick her because she's better at this or she's so good at this. But you are made individually and uniquely just the way that God made you to be. And so God put you there for a purpose. Stand in that purpose. Don't I mean, don't think that you're just there out of luck. You worked super hard for it. And so uh, know that you're there walking the victory that is already there because you know that no matter what happens, there's a reason God placed you there. And so when you have that purpose, you have a focus, you're able to stand firm in that and not look to the left and to the right, but celebrate the girls to the left and to the right instead of comparing yourself to them. Um, because if, if you go on the stage or you go in the interview room trying to be somebody else, you're always going to be a lesser version of that person. And that goes for anything in life. Um, and you don't want them to pick someone who you don't want them to pick you if you're not being yourself, because then if you're presenting to them this person that's not you and they pick you, then you have to be that person for the whole year of service. Uh, and so it's so important just to to be yourself. And that way you can feel no regrets because you know that at the end of the day, it's not in your control. Yeah, that's great advice. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on and, yeah. um, you know, taking time out of your decompress state. <laughs> after Miss America's team to come chit chat on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. You are so wonderful. Thank you. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye y'all.